Welcome to the Future Smart Parent Podcast, a place where my mom explores how to help us kids develop a new set of skills we need to face the future with confidence. I'm Jude Filston, an introverted mom trying my best to raise kids who are happy and confident, kids who embrace all that makes them unique while preparing them for an exciting future that really looks nothing like the world we grew up in. I believe there's a whole set of skills that our kids aren't being taught. These skills will be critical for them to develop in order to thrive in the future. It's up to us as parents to help them develop these skills. The Future Smart Parent podcast provides resources for parents and kids who want to be ready for all the ways in which the future is going to be different from today. We will explore this future together, bringing insights from top futurists, resources from smart people working on making our lives better, and most importantly, stories of parents who are parenting a little differently, yet very much intentionally for a changing world. So join me as we explore how we can be future smart parents raising future smart kids. In today's episode, we chat with Josh Ramsey from Be In Touch, and we're chatting about technology and more importantly, what we as parents can and should be doing to keep our kids safe online. The Be In Touch team are all about simplifying the complicated world of digital wellness with practical tips, resources and products helping us all improve our daily digital habits. I'm super grateful to Josh and the Be In Touch team for the impact that our conversations have already had on our family's online safety. And so without further ado, let's jump right into this conversation. to Future Smart Parent Josh. It's awesome to have you here. To kick off, won't you just tell us a little bit about Be In Touch, just to give some context to our listeners. Thank you so much, Jude. It is wonderful to be with you and very excited about uh, collaborating with Future Smart Parents. I think what you've got uh, going on is, is very cool. So yeah, Be In Touch is a digital wellness consultancy And we work with families and schools and brands to help improve the way that their communities interact with digital devices. Our mission is to educate families about the best ways that they can use technology to stay connected while being protected as they explore the limitless potential of the online world. Awesome. And to kick off the conversation, I'm always keen to find out others' views of tech and kids. Mm. I I go from loving it to hating it to loving it being scared of it, embracing it uh, daily. Mm. So, you know, as a dad and as the co-founder of Be In Touch, what are your views of tech and kids? So Be In Touch is co-founded, as you say, by myself and my business partner, Kate Farina. So she's on the cutting edge of the coalface when it comes to parenting a tween and a teen. My journey, I've got a seven-month-year-old, so she's not into screens, although she really is interested in them. But my connection to this is, is a kind of a personal narrative of being exposed to pornography early at age nine and then developing very poor digital habits, social media, gaming, which resulted in, which then led to substance misuse as well. So mine's kind of a personal story. And with having come through all of that, I will say I love tech. I am a techie of note. I'm you know, following the latest breaking news on SpaceX and Elon Musk and artificial intelligence. And we work with a bunch of cool companies doing really exciting stuff in the tech space. So I think tech is a massive education amplifier. 
uh, it just really has to be used in balance. So, you know, I'm not a Luddite. We need to make sure that we're using technology to improve our lives and, and not to our own detriment. So I think the appropriate age of tech with parental oversight can lead to incredible learning and growth. But um, unfortunately, we're seeing a lot of parents get it wrong and they are handing over devices without any limits or guidance and children are getting harmed. And that is just the, the truth of it. Yeah. I mean, as a parent of a nine and 11 year old, um, it's scary for us parents because mm. it's, it's overwhelming. I myself sometimes just don't know where to start, you know, and when, when you hear the stories of like yourself being, being impacted by porn at the age of nine, my boy turned nine this month yeah. and it's a very real thing. And I think as parents, it's easy to go, well, it won't happen to my kids. Um, yeah. But of course it will. I don't think that there's yeah. any doubt that it, it will. What are parental controls? I don't want to say, and why do we really need them? I think we really need them because our kids will be exposed to, to porn at some stage. But what are parental controls? Yeah, so I want to preface what I say now about parental controls with the, the foundation of the parent-child relationship. So we have to understand that no child is going to be able to con be controlled like a uh, you know, a computer or a robot. There has to be a relationship. Uh, you can't be correcting without communication. You can't be regulating without relationship. Uh, there needs to be that, that loving care relationship between parents and children. And so with that being said, you know, our, we've got our preferences for parental controls. The, the ones that we recommend are paid for uh, because that's the world that we live in. Uh, I think if you're paying more for your your Netflix and YouTube premium subscriptions than you're investing in your child's protection, there's an issue there. But suffice to say that that don't let money be the bar to entry. There are ways in which you can protect your child that are completely free, that don't even rely on technology. Um, so, you know, though we do propose and advocate for parental controls, and I'll explain what those are in a moment, it's important for parents to understand that just keeping the lines of communication open, checking in with their child daily on, on what's going on in their lives, um, those are also very, very important. And as you say, you know, the biggest, um, the biggest harm that we're trying to overcome is parental awareness. So we've actually got a term, not my kid which is a disease that plagues parents uh, around the world. And they just think, not my kid. My kid would never be um, sending nude pictures online. My kid would never watch pornography. My kid would never steal my credit card to get, um, you know, the latest item on, on the game they're playing. Mm -hmm. So we, we do a lot of work in, in making parents aware of what they can do. And then parental controls are definitely something that we advocate for. So a parental control is simply generally it's a piece of software, uh, but of course that term could refer to any control that parents exert over their children. But it's a piece of software that helps make managing a child's digital life easier. So something that locks down a device at certain times or something that limits the amount of time children can access um, their devices or the kind of content they can access on it. And, um, yeah, we've got some very advanced technologies that now can algorithmically monitor what our children are doing online and, and send alerts to parents that help facilitate that relationship. So, again, use tech to protect. Use tech to protect. I think what you said at the beginning there about just relationship is always key. Um, 
I think sometimes as parents we can sort of rely 100% or want to rely 100% on the on the software. However, mm. you know, I think it's just a good reminder that we need daily that without relationship, it's not going to work. Um, yeah. And that is, you know, first and foremost. To be honest, up until now, I haven't really been a future smart parent in this world because I have found it quite overwhelming to know mm. what to use when it comes to the software, how to set it up, whether it's on the modem or whether it's, I just, I, we haven't known where to start. I know that that's not really an excuse, but that is just our reality. If I have to be completely transparent, it's not something that I'm necessarily proud of. Saying that, I don't think I'm, that we're the only ones that kind of have our head in the sand about it. Um, what advice would you give our listeners or, or what advice would you give me as a parent who needs to kind of up my game in this space for choosing a product and just getting started? Yeah, I think firstly, I think your story is the story of parents everywhere. So I don't think you're unique, you're mm. unique in, in the, the challenge that you find it to be. Uh, we've got a COVID reality. We've got uncertainty everywhere. And um, being able to to manage just getting through the day and now you have to spend an hour or two trying to Google how to set the turn off autoplay on YouTube and how to enable YouTube kids and and uh, and you know that spike of enthusiasm comes once a, a month and then it gets delayed and delayed and, and time marches on and, and your child's exposure remains a risk in your home. So yeah. you know I think first thing is for parents to not feel not beat themselves up about it to understand that they're the first generation of parents that are dealing with this. Mm-hmm. that uh, your parents didn't have to know any of this stuff. They were worried about seatbelts and sunscreen and sugar, and you're worrying about a whole bunch more. So I think it's important for parents to understand that it's not a one and done. It's never a one and done. Uh, it's not going to be something that you that you spend an hour doing today and then you never have to worry about it again. And again, because it's based on relationship with your child, it's always going to be changing. There's always going to be new things that you need to be aware of. So it's more about accepting that this is just a part of parenting, that I've got to keep an ear to, to you know, the horn on what's happening in the tech space. And, you know, we do our, our that's our work is to make it easier for parents to do that. In terms of, of that piece, just understand that it's a, it's a moving target and you're going to need to move with it as you go. And then, yes, there are ways in which you can simplify that process of, of changing settings and, and getting software onto your, onto your computer or onto your child's devices. And then, again, there's different layers. As you say, there's the kind of router layer, which is, uh, you know, you can block content coming in. Then there's other software layers of, of blocking device time. When it comes to parental control, the, the three main areas that we're looking to, to reduce harms are monitoring of content, managing of screen time, and then filtering of content. Um, so a lot of the, the options out there, they handle the first or the second two really well, the managing of screen time, pausing devices, uh, making sure the devices can't be used in certain times, and the filtering of websites. So that could be that you get, for example, like a Griffin router into your home, um, and then you can set limitations on what kind of content is available in your home and set different profiles of, of which device has what level of access. Uh, but then the third one of the monitoring of content, that's that's really something that can get really taxing for parents to go check phones and check browser histories. And it can be quite a, a 
conflict in, in relationship. Children feel like their privacy has really been invaded. And so there's other solutions, for example, like Bark, that can monitor that content for the parents and only pick up you know, specific little um, pieces of text or video or whatever that are of concern and then make the parents aware of that. So, But those are the three kind of areas that, that, that we try to cover in parental control. And I think this is a, a great example of um, where tech is just such an amazing thing because I think, well, correct me if I'm if I'm wrong, but just how sophisticated the technology is now for the parental controls, where it can pick up certain keywords, or I'm not too sure, but I mean it's pretty advanced, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and and because you know the software has so much training data, you know for Again, Bark is, is kind of our preferred choice. So, I, you know, they, they have 5.6 million children that they're protecting. And so they've got something, you know, ridiculous billions of, of data points that they can realize, okay, well, there's a difference between um, you didn't tell me about the math homework, I'm going to kill you, compared to I'm going to kill you. You know, the, the, the algorithm is very nuanced and it's getting smarter all the time. But what's important is that parents don't hand over that parenting role to the tool. The tool is there to assist them in their parenting, not to outsource their parenting. So it's not enough to just to just lock up your child's device and assume that that's going to get them through life. At the end of the day, it's your family values. It's your family um, identity that is going to help that child either you know, take a sip of that alcohol or, or smoke the joint or be a part in the, the underage driving or whatever, you know, those moments yeah. of, of, of dilemma where a child has to choose. It's, it's not going to be like, oh, there's an algorithm or something like that. It's going to be um, mom raised me like this or dad raised me with these values. And so, again, it's, it comes back to that relationship first, always first. And we recently did, um, well, I recently used some of your content on the Future Smart Parent blog where I shared your digital, your family digital alliance, mm. which mm. I thought was, which I thought was just a beautiful starting point. And again, not necessarily something that us parents think of as a starting point. Um, yeah. And I'll put a link to that in, in the show notes where it, it's just a conversation starter for families, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. So families should be having check-ins about what's going on in the family, uh, what people are okay with, what, what family members are okay and not okay with, and digital device use comes into that because it just, just is a part of our kids' lives. So scheduling, and, and again, it's not a one and done. It's not like, here are the rules, here are the consequences, put it on the fridge, and mm. uh, you know the rules say. you know It's more about this ongoing dynamic. And, and what I think is so amazing is that when parents actually take the time to talk to their kids about what the children want to get from their devices, they are just like us in that we know when we – we know how we feel after we sit. I Let me talk about, I know how I feel after I sit on Facebook for two hours. I know mm. that I feel like rubbish and I feel ashamed and I feel like I've wasted time and, and all of those things that I feel. And our kids have the same thing. You know, if you say to them, you know, what do you actually want to get out of YouTube? You know, th that even that just gets them to think of they're not just a passive consumer. They actually are a part of, of using this tool because all of these platforms that they use are tools. They're tools for connection. They choose tools for promotion. They're tools for learning. And so if they are clear about why they're using YouTube, then, then the how in which they use it will be much clearer for them. 
And then that can then inform their commitment to, you know, your digital family alliance where you've said, you know, this much time. And if we violate that, this is the consequence. Um, and it also just makes it much easier to parent because parents are not having to punish. They're just having to say, you know, I, I think that the classic example is, is instead of punishing your child, just looking at them confused and just be like, I don't understand your choice. You know, it was very clear what we agreed. And, and you've chosen to, to break that. And now the consequences are what we agreed. And I'm not angry. I'm not disappointed. I just, I just don't really understand. Why would you have chosen that? Because now your phone is locked away for three days or, or whatever the, mm. the, the agreements are within the family. And I think it also points to the fact, sorry, sorry to cut you off, is just that every family is unique. Every family is unique, you know, and, and so every family needs to decide what is okay for them. Uh, and that's how we help the children take ownership of of these devices and how they relate to them. Yeah, and I think for me, it's I mean, with so many things, parenting, it's um, we want to we want to get it right with the kids. We want them to get screen time right. And but how mm. often is it us getting the screen time right as well? Yeah. So it's not just the kids, you know, put your phones away at dinner time. It's yeah. making sure as a family we're following the same rules. And as a parent, for me, it's not about it's not about saying to my kids, oh, tech is evil, like mm. tech is bad, you know, it's going to destroy your lives. What about real relationships? Like so many of those negative mm. things that come out. It's about helping, as you said earlier, helping them manage tech rather than tech managing them, which I think sometimes happens to us as, as parents. And so let's learn from not our mistakes, just let us learn from what we've learned um, and, and share that with the kids. Cause I, I know a lot of parents kind of, and kids often will think that parental controls is an invasion of their pr privacy mm. and that we're controlling them too much. But uh, I think it was you that, that kind of, um, mentioned kind of the whole training wheels that you wouldn't let your kid just go on a bike, yeah. with, you know, um, and it's the same thing. We're helping our kids learn in the space that we're, we're all learning, I suppose. One thing to just say about, about that parental modeling, because obviously, you know, children yeah. do what they see their parents doing and, and that's where they get so much of their learning. And yes, of course, that's something to take, you know, take responsibility for and, and be accountable as a parent and I think, you know, what some parents, in, in my perspective, do themselves a harm is, is even considering their child their friend. You know, you can be friendly with your child, but, mm. but if friends have a different kind of relationship as a parent and a child, uh, and, uh, and there's certain things that the parents have to be the mean guys sometimes because they know that it's in the greater good for their child. Um, so there's that angle. The other one is is really being quite clear with your child about what you're doing on your phone. So if your child, if you're busy paying the bills and your child's like, put down your phone, that's different to you lost an in Instagram. Mm -hmm. So again, the teaching piece there is, is, is helping them understand the difference between educational and, edu and entertainment screen time. You know, and that's what we saw when, when you know, we've been in this space about three, three years or four years now. And in the beginning, it was about how much, how much screen time is too much screen time. And then COVID and then remote learning and then remote working. And now it's not about how much, it's about of what. So it's all about what is your child. If your child spends an hour on YouTube learning how to uh, build a cardboard rocket ship, I mean, that's amazing. And he's 
engaged and he's learning or she's figuring out how to to build a dollhouse or how to you know all of these amazing things that you can learn on youtube it's not the same as mindlessly watching you know horrible content that's out there so taking the time when your child says put down your phone say thank you for the reminder you're right just what i'm doing right now is i have to i'm writing a letter to my boss about about some work things and it's important and i know and of course if you have agreements and that you're not going to work it between these hours and they're like well you look at the digital family alliance and you can be like okay yeah you know you're right uh, so so helping them have that autonomy is important and then just to your other point around around making sure that their privacy is not invaded so the first one is that your child's safety is always more important than their privacy uh, and, and, and no parent would argue with that, that if they, their child came home stinking of, of marijuana uh, with a knife hanging out of their backpack and walked into their room and locked the door, they wouldn't be like, well, you know, they need to do what they need to do. There would be some kind of monitoring. And again, the word is monitoring. It's not spying. It's not always on. And the best kind of parental softwares, you can change the sensitivity. So as your relationship with your child improves, you can make it less sensitive to pick up things because you know that actually your kid's just into hunting and fishing. And, and so when you get a violent alert, it's just, you know, um, you know, somebody going hunting. Um, so it's, it's important to, to, to balance that out and, and make sure that it is a conversation starter. It's not a conversation ender. It's not now I have this information and, and, and now this conversation is over and this is what's happening. It's what does this tell me about what's going on? And that's why we also recommend that you get parental controls in early. Don't get them in as a response to a trauma. Even if you have to, then at least do it in with some conversation. Um, and that's why, again, it's, it's, you know, it's important that you, you can explain this to a child. So the way that we explain it to children, I was, I was talking to a mom the other day and I was explaining to her, I think, seven or eight-year-old child. Um, again, I was talking about bark. And uh, the, the, the child said, you know, what's bark? And I said, well, you know, imagine like the Internet is like a big forest and there's places in the forest that are really fun to play and they're open and there's lots of light and your parents can see you from your house and it's really fun. And then there's other parts in the forest that are a little bit dark and the trees are overgrown and we're not really sure what's in there. And, you know, sometimes, you know, you might trip on a root or there, there might be something dangerous there. And so Bark is a dog that walks with you while you play in the forest. And if it feels like there's some danger anyway, it just starts barking. And then your parents know that you need uh, you need to have a chat or you need to have some help. And that's all the bark is. And so if you can, you know, explain that to a child, then they're like, that's great. You know, I, have you got bark protecting you? And then they're sitting on the playground. You're, wow, you use your phone without any anyone watching over you. That's kind of scary, you know. So just normalizing these things. Um, you know, we've got, I've got Windows Defender on this on this laptop protecting me all the time. It's just, it's just basic, you know, I, I think. Um, to kind of move into more of a tech conversation, we are now entering the age of data data relationships. Or you know, we for forever we've been giving away our data for free, and we're assuming that that people are taking care of us. But now we need to choose who we trust with our data so that they can take care of us. We need algorithms to watch us from other algorithms. Um, that is just the the world that we live in. Uh, and so choosing choosing an algorithm to protect you and your children uh, is an important. Thing that you you need to have in your home because you can't be everywhere and and watching everything online at once. So yeah, um, it's uh, 
it, it, it's as complex as you make it and it can be as simple as, as you, as you want it to be. Yeah. And what I'm, the resounding thing that I'm hearing from, from this chat is just to have those conversations, the two way conversations to include the kids in the conversations and mm. then protect as much as we can um, with, with the technology that we have available to us. Um, Josh, where can people find, uh, be in touch online? Where can we point people to? So it's beintouch.org.za. So that's B-E-I-N-T-O-U-C-H.org.za. And we have got a massive amount of resources, all for free for parents. So we've got blogs, we've got downloadable resources. You don't have to give us your email address. Um, to do any of that. And then we run free webinars. And, uh, we've got blogs that, that compare different parental controls. Um, we've got our own recommended parental controls, books, a whole bunch of stuff, uh, as well as downloads. And then, you know, for the webinars, you just have to register with us and, uh, and then we'll see you on the day and we'll also send you a recording. Awesome. I'll put some of those links down in the show notes as well, just so that you can click through if you're listening and are interested in attending that. I look forward to having many of these conversations with you as we um, grow our alliance and share what's important and what parents need to hear. Um, So we'll have you back here. Um, But as we say goodbye, is there any last kind of advice that you'd like to share with parents just on this, on this broad topic? Get curious. The best way to start this process with your child is to ask better questions. So they get into the car, instead of asking them, how was your day? Which is going to, you're going to get a fine, a good, a bad. Ask them, did anything interesting happen today? What's the craziest thing your friends are doing right now? Crazy can also be cool and good. doesn't have to just be bad. Ask them to teach you something. Can you teach me how Roblox works? Can you teach me how YouTube works? Can you teach me how you use your computer? Put them in the driving seat, listen more than you talk, and choose the op- choose the moments when you discipline wisely. Amazing. Thank you. I yeah, it's good. It's a good reminder for all of us. Um, Absolute pleasure. I look forward to lots more podcasts and chats. Awesome. Thank you. We'll chat to you soon. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Future Smart Parent Podcast. If you found value in this episode, then we'd love you to subscribe to our podcast so that you can be notified when we release our future episodes. We also invite you to pop over to our Facebook group to join our community and engage with other Future Smart Parents. Links are in the show notes.